Hey everybody, welcome to the Faith Church Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jay Williams, and joining me is Robbie Helene. Hi, Robbie. Hello, Jay. We haven't been together in a long time. It has been a very long time. Like weeks, weeks. Many weeks. Multiple weeks. And so the band is back together. It is. What's a band the that you back. wish would get back together? Uh oh man. Gotta put me on the spot. Yeah. A band that I wish would get back together. Yeah. I don't know. I know nobody immediately comes to mind. Wrong. Answer Vanilla The monkeys. Ice. Vanilla Ice. Oh, the monkeys. Here's the thing about the monkeys. That's too heartbreaking for me. Mm. I would have been so much better if I would have said that. Can we do that over? If you had said what? Hey, what? The monkeys. Oh. That would have been so much more fun. Who did you say? Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice? That's, that's a, how does a yeah. person get back that's together what I, again? That's, it's meta. I want him to recoup, you want like him re- to pull himself pull back himself together back again, together, steal some other riff, and then go for it. That's what I want. <laughs> do you remember when he was on like a reality show? Yes, I do. Oh, those are good times. Hey, that rather reminds me of the sermon this week because of church. So here's the thing: it's Thanksgiving week, and we just decided, okay, we have to get this recorded because yeah. we are not in the office at the same times this week, and so we're like, okay, this has to be done now. That's right. And unfortunately, this was a week of a sermon that you either a did not pay attention to or were not impacted by at all. Because when I said, "Well, okay, what do me? you have?" Yeah, you. Oh, yeah, me specifically. I, who I, who I, I thought that was a, that was a very broad statement. That this, I, don't, I thought you were talking about everyone. I think we've covered the fact that the audience cannot respond to us in real time. You're the only mm, one I'm disagree. talking to. You're the only one in the room. So you, Robbie Helene, Robert Otis Helene, did not have anything to offer in the like. In like, sometimes you have questions because I felt like you said everything there was to be said, Jay. Yeah, that's not the case. It. No, it's I can't actually... improve on perfection. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mm. this irony is you're, you're speaking in ironic tones. I am. Uh, okay. okay, so so the sermon we talked about the church. Yeah, and which by the way, I thought we had a great testimony from Lisa. We've had some really great testimonies. I like, have so appreciated the testimonies. Yeah. That has been really really encouraging really fruitful really challenging i i really love those i love i love hearing um just from what from other people what god is doing in this church is always really exciting which i think what you like the most is when i'm interviewing someone is watching my expression because we don't know what they're going to say like we're doing an interview yeah, they're not we don't scripted. Even, yeah they're not scripted we don't talk about it even beforehand sometimes at most i've said hey i'm going to kind of generically ask you about this but I don't know what they're going to say. And um, so I think you enjoy looking at my facial expressions to I do. see like, oh, how's he going to respond to that? And I am always impressed at how quick you are on your feet. That is like a superpower to me. I think very slowly. And so I'm the guy who like on the drive home, I'm like, oh, should have said this. That would have been really helpful. Um, but you are very quick on your feet. And that's always impressive to me. I think it's more I'm like a circus monkey. And so interesting. How so? Um, in that circus monkeys are quick on their feet, huh. but they don't always make the best choices on their feet. Uh, Those I are see. two different things. Okay. So I definitely go home and think, oh, I should have asked this. I should have followed up with this, but I'm just able to blurt things out without <laughs> My filter is not as strong. You're skilled at the blurt. Yeah. Like if you're talking about those micron filters, I have a very large 
micron filter. Is that too deep? Too <laughs> deep cut for people no, well, on well sure. my well water. The listeners who are on well well, well water will yep. appreciate that. Uh, yes, little, they will. That little gem. You lost all the city water folk. Okay, so anyway, uh, yeah. So we talked about the church and the importance of it, and it was a it was a challenging message because. And, and Jeff faced this too, when you're talking about prayer, like how do you talk about prayer in one sermon? Right. right. And then how do you talk about the church in one sermon? So I decided to take the angle of, um, again, we're, we're trying to think in terms of how do we help people make disciples? So if you're going to, if you're sitting down with somebody and you're teaching them kind of the basics of how do you follow Jesus? Well, a part of that is a big part of that is, um, how do you, how do you function in the church and to know how to function in the church, you have to know what the church is. So that was just the simple idea was what is it and, and how do we, how do we participate in it? But it did strike me that um, we are in a, we're in an era, which I don't know if it's new or not, but that where people just feel like the church is kind of the superfluous thing to Christianity. It's this, it's just this thing that is, meant to be a help if you need it and so you know there used to be the thing where christianity people would call christianity a crutch and you know like well i don't need a crutch i you know i'm fine without it i think in the christian world church sometimes is viewed Hmm. that way where it's this it's this thing well yeah some people need that but um but then there's a feeling of other people that they don't and so um there are there, there are what we would call it kind of the lone ranger Christian or the lone wolf kind of Christian. And I just wanted to make the point, like you can't, that, that's not an option in scripture. Right. Right. You're yeah. It's not, it's not the church I have an issue with at that point. It's scripture that I have an issue with because it's, it is filled with one another's that assume we are living as the gathered people of God. Uh, not like, like the the church aspect is not the cultural creation. Often the way we do church is right. heavily influenced by culture, and so w- usually what what our backlash is against um, is that sentence was really muddled. What we are pushing back against is either our disagreement with how somebody else is doing it or often like a legitimate wounding that Mm -hmm. we've received from within the church. And so we think, well, then I don't want any of this. The whole thing is bad instead of understanding, no, there are, there are messy and broken people within the church and there's, there's messy and broken and unbiblical methodologies within the church. And yeah, we need to correct those things. But if we're going to be actually following Jesus and we're going to be doing it biblically, then we need to be fixing those things together as a church. Like there is no option to say, I'm just going off on my own and because I know better than everybody else, right? Because that's the assumption. The assu- no one is doing that thinking because everyone knows better than me, so I'm going to go do it by myself. The assum- There's an underlying like pride in me going, well, I don't need all of those other people. I'm, I'm better off by myself, um, not realizing how how desperately I need the rest of you around me and the, and Jesus knows that which is why the spirit institutes the the existence of the church so do you think i mean one thing you always ask one of our standard questions is is there anything that we didn't get to talk about and you asked did I, is there anything that i wish i had taken more time on which i 
um, quickly and wittily responded with, I definitely do not wish I took more time and nor does anyone else. But <laughs> there is a whole other side to this. So one of the things, you know, we talked about, I talked about different views and the, the spiritual Walmart, the spiritual, like the social club and the, um, and like the movie theater slash like concert venue that these are kind of lenses that we tend to see um, we, we without even realizing it in our culture that we kind of treat the church as. And what I didn't get to say was I alluded to it a little bit was that the church has to take response, like leadership in the church has to take responsibility for that too. So I don't yeah. just blame the, the person, the churchgoer who comes in and critiques the worship team I also like the responsibility is also on um, the church for making it feel like a concert. Right. Like it's kind for of hard. affirming that for teaching that right. that's what the expectation should be. Right. And so, so if I, if, if we as leadership in the church act as though this is a spiritual Walmart, then why would we be surprised when people act like customers who are irritated that we no longer offer this product or right. that product? Right. If we are, um, treating the music in in the worship service as a concert then we shouldn't be surprised when people respond that way and say like well i i want i want you to play these songs or those songs are my favorite or i don't like that style or whatever and so we we definitely play into that so i i want to make sure that it it doesn't come off as well um the church is always functioning perfectly. We're not, mm. but that's because we are all in this, like you said, we're all in this together. And I think one of the ways in, you know, that, that a lot of people, when they leave the church or they, they turn to being a lone wolf Christian, there are some people who do that because that's what they want. There are other people who have done it because they've just lost confidence in the church. Yeah. So either yeah. because they've been wounded in the church um, or, their only experience of church has been one of these like consumer driven styles or their only experience with church has been kind of a dead expression where it was only about like people behaving properly and looking good or whatever. Like there's all kinds of broken uh, images of the church. And, and so people a lot of times are responding to that. And I hope that what people hear in that is like we, we still aren't, we aren't given the option in scripture to give up on it. And, and I did that for a while. Like I, my story is being kind of feeling like I was done with church mm. and I felt really convicted by God when he's like saying like, that's, you know, if Jesus is saying to me, like, this is my bride, you can't, right. You, you it's not okay for you to just quit on my bride, which by the way, you're a part of like you, right. you are the thing that you're, you know, by, by definition, if you're a follower of Jesus, you are the church, whether you're actually going to an, a local assembly or not, or part of it. So, so yeah, I want, that'd be one thing that I would want to say is that I realize this is a two way street. It kind of feeds off of each other and we yeah. kind of end up perpetuating the very issues that we have um, with it. That's right. And we end up walking in our own form of disobedience in our attempt to avoid this other disobedience that we don't like. Right. So we like, uh, it makes me think of Sam Storms and his quote, um, you know, we, we, our, our favorite commandment to obey is the 11th commandment. Thou shalt not do at all what others do poorly. 
and we, we get stuck in this idea of, well, because these people are not doing it correctly, I'm not going to do it at all, which is just another type of disobedience, arguably a worse disobedience to say, I'm not even going to try to walk in obedience to what the New Testament commands because these other people aren't doing a good job of it. Uh, I don't want to fall into that trap. I don't mm. want to, I, I, I want to together figure out, so how do we all together walk in obedience? Now, you did mention something that, um, that you use as an argument of why we should participate in church. I've also heard it used as an argument why I don't have to participate in church. You said, Ooh, this will be fun. I am, I am a part of the church just by nature of being a follower oh, right of Jesus. There. Therefore, I am the church. I don't have to be a part of a local assembly, right? Yeah, so that would be like me saying I am a dad and... That's why I don't have to hang out with my kids or teach them anything because I'm just, I'm or a dad. parent to them. Yeah. I don't have to parent them at all because I'm biologically their father. So that's it. And yeah, I mean, there is a reality to, if you are claimed by Jesus, you're a part of it. The The question is just, are you, are you a deadbeat dad or are you an involved one? Right. And so are you a, are you a, are you an involved son and brother and sister you know, our daughter, um, or are you, are you a neglectful one? And are you, cause you're right. That's part of it. it that just shows again, the consumeristic style. So if the that's idea right. is the church doesn't have anything to offer me, well then like, then I don't need to be a part of it. I don't need it. You're not even ask, asking the question of, well, I mean, it's, well, one, you're not you're not realizing that's direct conflict of scripture when it says that the eye cannot tell the hand. Like I have no need of you. I have no need of these different parts of the body. Well, that's right. that's so that's nonsense. But it also it just shows how one way the transaction is, and and that's really the marker of like if we talk about lone wolf Christianity or lone ranger Christianity, isolated people are isolated from the body. There's different ways that that can be expressed. One is. I'm just totally detached. Yeah. You just don't go. I'm not part of a church anymore. The church wounded me. They wronged me in some way or all church is full of hypocrites or whatever. Whatever the case is, like I'm just, I'm done with the church. I'm not done with Jesus, but I'm done with the church. And that is, we've already covered how like that's just an unbiblical, you, you can't say you're submitted to Jesus and not, right. not realize that you're a part of his body. And so therefore you have a responsibility to the other members of the body, to your brothers and sisters, um, any more than you could say, like, I'm a part of this family, even though I have no participation. I don't speak to anybody. Don't ask me for any help. I don't offer any help. I don't receive any help. I don't like, we would just say, well, you're not a part of the family then. Like that's, right. um, so that's, that's the kind the common one. But I just see right now, especially through the pandemic, um, a couple of other modes of this lone wolf, um, Christianity that we've seen. And, and one of them is the rise of virtual, just virtual church. Yeah. So Robbie, what would be your problem with, I mean, this is a big thing and it has been in churches, churches like through the pandemic, you, you know, that, um, all kinds of Christian ministries have tried to help pastors think through this. And what many have used the pandemic as is here is the beginning. Like you have to be able to be virtual um, to to experience virtual church. What's what's your problem with virtual church, Robbie? Do you hate technology? Do you t- hate advancement? <laughs> I do. do you hate the internets? 
I do not hate technology, um, but I hate our subservience to technology. I don't believe that technology is what we should submit to. I believe technology should remain a tool that helps us accomplish the actual purpose. So in the midst of a pandemic, when we're not allowed to gather together, it's really nice to have the crutch of technology. Um, but but it is, it's exactly that. It's a crutch. It's a, it's a temporary replacement in the midst of infirmity. It, it, it cannot be a permanent replacement. Um, we can't, we can't say when I'm, I'm overlapping, I'll probably use this illustration again in the same conversation, but like, you can't say, yeah, both my legs work fine, but I just, I love these crutches so much. Just, I prefer the crutches. And so I'm going to do that. We would say that's actually super unhealthy and irrational. Like you've got two healthy legs, use your legs. Um, it's a, so to say like, well, yeah, we needed to use this tool when, when, when we needed to use this tool, but now we're going to default to this tool that is, that is a sad, incomplete um, representation of the real. It is not, it is not church. Like the, the literal definition of the word church comes from the Greek ekklesia, which is the assembly, the gathering. It literally means the gathering of God's people. Like, so to say, I'm just, I'm a part of it, the gathering. I just never gather with anyone. Um, you're, you're not, you're not gathered. It's not, it's not the same thing. It's not a, it is not an equal one for one, um, exchange in that it is saying I am, I, I am settling for a lesser version that cannot ever provide the community and the intimacy and, and the reality, like Jesus himself says, like it's in the gathering, the Holy Spirit is present in a unique way. Mm-hmm. When, when two or more are gathered in my name, I am there. So the, there is a very spiritual reality of Christ's presence, not because there's anything unique about the building itself, but because his people are gathered physically together that we experience God in a way that we will never experience on our own. That's how we're wired. That's how we're designed. Jesus himself tells us that that is the case. So uh, it's, I, I love technology. We're recording this on technology right now, but I really hate technology as, as uh, my master. And it is not a, a viable replacement for actual relationship and community and togetherness. Yeah, I think that's the tension that we all feel right now is that um, there there are different types. There's like even different categories of people who are taking part in virtual worship. Like one of the reasons why we still stream is because we're still in a pandemic and we understand that there are people um, for many different reasons who are still maybe not at a place where they feel um like it's wise to be in a gathering like that. Um, But we also know that there are people who are kind of homeless Christians. Like we talked about that whole refugee idea. Like we, we have a group of people who um, join with us virtually for worship while they're gathered in a home hours away from us because they're, they're homeless right now. They, it's not that they don't want to be a part of a, an assembly. It's that they don't have one. And, um, and so, like that's where it's a really beautiful tool and can be helpful. Um, but I also think that it's, um, how do I, I, 
I think it's good. I think it's good when we are streaming it and we have people who can't attend because they are, um, you know, they're shut in, you know, and they, they right. physically aren't able to come out. I, I think it's beautiful. Like when people are traveling and they feel like they can be connected, but it is like, you know, Robbie, you had mentioned this several weeks ago. I don't remember when or why or in what context, but I remember you talking about how, you know, Skype or FaceTime, you know, video calling is a really beautiful gift um, when, you know, someone's stationed overseas or whatever, um, that that you're able to connect with them in a better and richer way than in the past. Like you can see their face, you can right. talk to them, but it's still, it's not the same thing as being physically present with them. No. Like it's a, it's a lesser version and anybody who has been deployed would say that's a lesser version. Right. No one, no one who right. has had a family member deployed is saying, I actually prefer the Skype. Yeah. Yeah. We right. should just do that instead of like, why are these family nights? Right. Like, let's just, um, but we are seeing that in, in the church and we have to be honest about that, that one that demonstrates again, the whole consumeristic view. Like if our view of church is that the important thing about church is that I hear the content of the sermon and I, you know, and then it's great to hear the music because that kind of stirs my heart at some level. And then that's just as good as being there. Then, then we're missing the idea of what right. the family actually is. That's right. And, and I did want to give that caution because, um, and I know it's sensitive, like all I'm trying to do is say, Hey, just, just be mindful of that and, and desire the better thing. And don't, um, because one of the things that starts to happen and what we saw during the pandemic, not just here, but in a lot of places, well, once I start just attending virtually and that's my, that's my connection. Well, then now that opens up a whole world of like churches I could go to. Right. Because now I can, I can go to the village quote, church unquote, in Texas. Unquote, go you know? to. Yeah, I can yeah. go to like, oh, I'm a member. I can be a, I can, and if a church embraces that online virtual campus, you could probably even become a member of a church that you have never been to physically or never been around at all. And I just want to say, like, that's that's not healthy for the church, right? It's it's really not um, for a number, a myriad of reasons. But regardless of of all all of that, just goes to it's the consumeristic idea that I want to craft my, my perfect church experience. And my perfect church experience is this particular preacher and this, um, this worship band and these people. And, and we do that. So that's one of the things I get is like, well, I don't need Christian. I don't need the church for community. I have Christian friends, but you just realize like, that's a very select, you don't really grow when you're around just people that you yeah. have a lot in common with, you know, when Jesus says like, what, what credit is it to you? And you love people who love you. Like that's right. You know, even the Gentiles do that. Like that's what we are. When we are together, this gathered assembly, it presses on us in ways we are around people who we don't naturally maybe have a lot in common with, or that we aren't in the same life stage, or we don't agree with politically, or we don't agree with, you know, in different areas that we maybe even irritate one another right but it's through that that we're sanctified in in loving one another and understanding a better picture of how god loves us and how he forms a family together i mean this is all like very heavy weighty big things that are happening when the church get when the church body gets together 
That's really good. Dietrich Bonhoeffer has a fantastic quote that I'm not smart enough to pull off the top of my head, but the, the gist of it is um, that we, we are not formed by the community that we choose. We are, mm. con- we're, we are formed by the community that is chosen for us. Good. That that we're not ever going to pick the people who are going to challenge us enough to make us change, right? Like mm. we we pick the people who are like us so that we don't have to deal with conflict and and the things that actually shape our hearts and make us more like Jesus. Which is why one of the reasons why Jesus institutes the church is he's going to surround you by the people that you would not have necessarily chosen, but are exactly the people who are going to conform you into his image. Um, by by doing community alongside them, and he gives us that picture with the family. I mean, like That's we right. have this idea, yeah. like we always talk about. You know, there's the the old adage that friends are the family you choose. Well, they're also the family that can leave without much of a sense of exactly. responsibility. Right, that can just split on you yeah. with with really no repercussions other than hurt. Right, but family. At its best, like when family functions properly, it yeah. is a, a group of people who you may not, you know, I've known lots of people who say about their siblings. I, you know, some people grew up and have siblings that they would be best friends with, even if they weren't related to them. But a lot of people with a lot of families have like the crazy uncle that you would definitely not invite to dinner if he wasn't your uncle, you know, and, and the, and the cousins who you you, you think are kind of wacky politically or whatever the case is, but there's something that we understand in a family, like when family functions properly, you're saying, yeah, we're actually though better and stronger right. together than we are, um, you know, individually or just creating or kind of manufacturing our own quasi version. And I am, you know, I am worried about that in, in the church. Um, but I mean, I feel like we've we probably said enough about that, but I am interested if people are if people have questions or you're wrestling with that. I just want you to know that that we understand, like we get yep. it, um, we get that it's like one of it is just a hard rhythm. One thing, I, one step I would encourage if you are sitting here listening to this and you have only been attending virtually, like the big step that I would encourage you is to consider the cost of that and to think proactively about what does it look like to re-engage. That's right. Um, and and so there may be legitimate reasons why you're saying, okay, I can't do that yet, but then what does it look like? What What is coming around the corner? Um, and, and and make a plan for re-engagement. Like don't, don't settle into that. And if you're listening to this and you've kind of gone the route of, you realize, man, I went, I went so virtual that I actually started listening to you know, this, this preacher that I really like in Georgia and, and then, you know, turn back from that. Like it's by all means, listen to other sermons. Like there's, sure. there's that is content. Right. And, it, and but it's God not your pastor. No, no. When you're in crisis, you're not, you're not calling the dude in Georgia and he's no. going to give you counsel. Like he doesn't know you. He, he does not have bandwidth for you. He ha- actually has a church that's in Georgia that he has to shepherd right. and care for. So like it's not it's not a substitute for the re, for the actual substance of what that role is. Yeah, and and that is such an odd thing that we forget that there is something really beautiful about this picture of listening and and receiving the teaching of the people that God has placed there who are called to serve you and love you. And um that's always been 
um, that, that's a unique thing that happens. Yeah. Like, um, hopefully, like, hope the sermons that I preach, like a pre, you know, preaching a sermon on Sunday, um, hopefully it means more to the people who are gathered in there, in that room, in that moment, than anybody that listens to it, you know, three weeks from now. It, it's just, the, yeah. it's the reality of it is that yeah. because the Holy Spirit is present in that room. That's right. And moving among his people. And so it's going to, and if you've ever had the experience of hearing a sermon like in church and then recommending it to somebody else and they listen to it and they're like, oh, was, yeah, that was pretty good, but it's not the same experience. Well, right. because it's not, it's not, it's just not the same right. experience. But I don't want to just say that, Robbie, like, sorry, I'm getting off on a tangent here. This is what happens when we don't plan. I always tell you we need to plan better. Mm. And you do, <laughs> you kick against I, the goats. Sorry, I forget. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Um, but I also wanted to give space, though, and say, because some people are going to hear that, and some people need to hear the challenge of, I, in fact, I got a lot of feedback from people saying, man, I, I didn't realize how I was actually viewing this in this way. Yeah. yeah. And, and good. Like, I hope, I hope, and then putting myself into it and saying like, look, you're not alone. I, I do this. Um, I think that's, that's one thing that I was hoping would come out of this is that people might kind of realize, oh, I actually do, I actually do think about that. I actually do critique the music a lot like I would critique a live concert that I went to and yeah that's not helpful that's actually detracting from the thing that I actually want which is to worship with my church family um, but then I also want to be mindful of the people who are there like if you're a seeker and you're meaning you don't know you're not a Christian and you're trying to figure this out like, I didn't want that person to feel the burden. Like, I would just say, you know, you're a visitor. Like, you're right. you're a guest. So it's like, I'm, I I use the analogy or the, the illustration of if you're at family dinner and the dishes need to be done, like, you jump in and do the dishes. But the guest doesn't feel like they have to do that. They may right. want to. They may, like, want to jump in or whatever. But nobody's nobody's mad at the guest. Well, it's you know, totally for appropriate for the guest to just receive hospitality. Right. It is totally inappropriate for me as the son to refuse to help my mom to do the dishes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good... Um, and so I want to make sure that, that, that um, people know. And, and so that's the seeker, the person who just doesn't know like if, what they think about Jesus. And they're, they're trying to figure this out. And, and if they found this church to be a safe place to ask questions and to investigate and then praise Jesus that I love that. Um, but it, there is also a place for the Christian who is, is feeling wandering or feeling kind of aimless or a refugee or is figuring, they're figuring things out as far as being a part of a church family. Yeah. And I want to make sure that, 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 that is also totally appropriate to say, um, yeah, there are seasons in life where you just say, I don't, I'm going to have to receive more than I give right now. And I always want yep. people who are new to our church as Christians to say, look, you don't, you don't have to jump into everything. In fact, you know, some of them come from painful church experiences where they they just don't have that to give yeah. right now. And we want to be a safe place and a soft place for people to land in that. But what makes all that possible is when the people who say, no, this is, this is my church family. And, 
you know, I'm in some form of, of healthy place right now, then I'm going to use that energy to invest in and take responsibility and contribute. You know, I think that's really good. And and I appreciate you, you acknowledging that there's, that there's seasons right there when not, not just like, well, you're a visitor and so you're allowed that season, but then once you become a member, then you're never allowed to have a season where you're not hundred percent right. all in. Like right. there's, there's the, the God's picture of the body is, I think helpful on so many, on so many levels. And one of those is sometimes like you sprain your arm and the arm needs to be in a sling and then other things need to, other parts of the body need to compensate to, to work on that. That we go through seasons where, where we can't give and serve and engage in the way that we would like to, but, but we have to remember that those are temporary seasons and that the goal is to re-engage as quickly as possible, right? I want to use my arm again as quickly as I can. Mm -hmm. So I might need to rest it for a period of time while it heals. But then as soon as I'm able to move it again, I'm taking off the sling so that I can function normally again. So if, if I'm still wearing that sling 10 years later, because turns out using my left arm is a huge nuisance and kind of tiring, like you're going to say, buddy, that's super unhealthy like um so to to allow us ourselves the freedom of saying like yes there are seasons where like it's this isn't a you know be at church or else and serve these ways or or you're a sinner i mean it's not it's not legalism um but there 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 is that reality of what are you moving toward what trajectory are you on and are you moving toward healthy full engagement uh, or are you moving away from that? Because those are the only two trajectories. Right. And that's, so that's where I think the metaphor of like a I, sprained arm was kind of a funny one. That's a very generic sprained arm. It is. It's like when the, in the NFL stuff. I already there. went with a broken leg. And so I was trying to mix it up a little yeah, bit. Sprained, broken legs better, but. Sprained body. I sprained, <laughs> sprained my torso. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, did I say a, just sprained arm? You said sprained even, arm. Well, yeah. There's a lot of things that can sprain. I guess your yeah. Arm I've just never sprained an arm. I like I sprained a wrist. Sprained. I like sprained. You know. But anyway, I digress. Uh, the illustration is still valuable, even if the thanks it's generic. Um, no, the but the reason why I mean the big difference is what we see it as. So if my leg is broken, no one has to convince me that it's better for my leg to heal. Right. That's what I want more than anything. I yeah. want for my leg to be healed. I want to be able to use it again the way that I did. And so um, the, the hard thing in, in the church is that we say we value, like even if we get to a place where we say we value the church, our, our actions don't always demonstrate that. And we just need to be honest about that and say, okay, well, um, I, I, I need to see this as, man, when the church is functioning, I mean, you get that beautiful picture in scripture of like when, when the church, when the body is working properly, it's building itself up in love. Like when every member is functioning proper or functioning as it's supposed to, then the body, the whole body is built up in, in love. And it's this great picture of like saying, okay, this is what it's supposed to be. And that's what I, when I started the sermon with acts two, um, and I meant to come back to it, but I, I didn't, but, um, that picture that we see in Acts 2 or the picture that Paul paints in Ephesians 2, like these are really beautiful pictures of what the church is supposed to be. And we're not that perfectly, 
But that's what we're striving to attain together and all functioning more and more like Christ. Like when we are formed into the head who is Christ, like that's that's when we are building one another up in, in love and stirring one another up to good works, um, equipping the saints for ministry. All these different things are happening. And so much like if you're injured, you have a picture of what health would look like and you're going to pursue that. And I, I want to get there. Um, then I would want us to have the same view of, of the church that like, this is the picture of a healthy church family. Um, and I want us, I want us to get there, but the only way that happens is together. Like it's, that's not just that's a right. pastor's job. That's right. It's not just a staff job. It's, um, it's everybody functioning as Paul writes, like everybody functioning as they should. So I think, I think that like getting that picture in our minds, um, and letting God kind of form like, well, this is what it's supposed to be. And then when we see the brokenness, we're looking for Jesus to redeem that. And we're looking for ways that we can contribute in that restoration and the redemption of, of the church family. Oh, that's really good. And if you are listening to that and, or you were there on Sunday and, and something stirred in you and you think like, yeah, I, I identify myself as a seeker. I, I came here trying to figure out who this Jesus is and what he means. And, but, but I don't, I'm not seeking anymore. I believe that, I, that he has found me and I want to be a part of this family. Then we want to hear from you. If you identify yourself as, uh, as the refugee and you just, you you found this faith family because you needed a new family to call home and, and you want to be invested here, then we want to help you take those next steps into that. If you see yourself as a missionary, like you identify, like, yes, I see that that is what scripture says. And that is what Jesus calls me to do. And that is who the Holy Spirit has empowered me to be. Then we want to help you take those steps and in, in walking into that. Um, so please don't hesitate to, to reach out to us. Uh, you can always connect uh, to us on uh, Sunday morning or through connect at faithpeshtigo.com. Um, and uh, or just go to the website, faithbestigo.com, and you can see our little our little faces in the little circles. And just click on that, and you can send an email to us. Um, but we are here because we want to uh, serve you and, and, and help you in this progress. Um, we love you, church. Thanks for listening. Grace and peace to you. Mm-hmm.